1: Alright guys, before we jump into an exciting show here, I want to tell you about my new mattress, the Snooze Flip mattress. This thing, honestly, I would say is a life-changing mattress. It is that good. I used to sleep on a crappy Ikea mattress that was like 200 bucks, and I never realized what a terrible decision I was making until the friends over at Snooze Sleep hooked me up with that snooze flip mattress uh, I'm sleeping better I'm sleeping more comfortably and this thing is a 4 in 1 mattress meaning you can choose from a firm side you can choose from a soft side you can choose from a warm side you can choose from a cool side it is 4 in 1 mattress a true 4 in 1 mattress and you can get 500 bucks off a queen mattress with an adjustable base when you use the code DNVR you can also get a thousand dollars off a King mattress with an adjustable base when you use that code DNVR. So head over to snoozesleep.com and get your snooze flip mattress today. Brewing a friendly bleed orange and blue to the bitter end Come and join us, DDNVR We are DNVR We are DNVR and we are live from Studio A. The A stands for average per year value read my tweets this morning (laughs) we'll be getting into that of course two new contracts to discuss for the denver broncos since the last time we sat here mace Uh, but before we jump into all that we got to go to a place that can teach you all about you know contracts and math and all that other stuff and finances it's msu denver now that's not all they can teach you about they can teach you about a whole hell of a lot more whatever you're looking to learn about msu denver is the place to go especially if you're looking to maintain a full-time job while well, you do that because msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other colorado institution but mace yeah. we got ourselves a a doozy of a weekend in uh, in broncos country yeah so much for the by being a
0: quiet weekend <laughs> although Happening today, as we'll get Cortland Sutton breaking this morning. I can live with that because you know you fly back Sunday night from wherever you are for the bye. Monday you're back in. It's back to normal. Hit the ground running. I just wish Tim Patrick had been announced today rather than on Friday because I'm like I'm trying to de- I'm trying to unplug a little bit here. I'm like, God, yeah, can't you know, do it. Can't it, do it. It happens. Yes. It happens.
1: Unfortunately, they don't you, work on our schedule. You
0: have to be prepared for something Broncos related to happen on their buy every uh, year.
1: Well, you have to be prepared for Broncos news to break at all times. Right.
0: But I remember like the, the, the most dramatic one was back in 2013, John Fox falling ill on the golf oh, course right. in Charlotte and having to
1: undergo surgery. Right, I mean, and that's that, a big one. That yeah. was
0: kind of in terms of something happening over the bye. That's the all-timer right there, and thankfully he was okay.
1: worst one for me was waking up at, I believe, 6.30 a.m. on New Year's Day well, to that... the news that Gary Kubiak was uh, stepping down. Oh yes. that and I had a nice uh, nice little hangover going on um, <laughs> and had to peel myself off the pillow to get that. Okay, the news anyway. today, of course, well, the news this weekend, of course, starts with Tim Patrick, um, who signs a three year 30 million dollar extension. Mace, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask something tough of you. Oy. but give me your reaction to this without talking about the quarterback because that's gonna be our next topic. All about how what this means for the quarterback. Just your non-quarterback reaction.
0: Rewarding yeah. a diligent player who you've developed. Who you've developed. A rewarding, like for example, like for example, talk about diligence, talk about hustling, hardworking, all that. It's interesting to me that mm-hmm. and I don't think there's any connection to it, but five days after. He's a guy trying to chase down Darius Slade. The last guy. The last guy that had a chance, the last guy chasing him, that he signs the deal. That's, but that's what you expect from Tim Patrick. Tim, yeah. he, he is all hard work, all hustle. He maybe doesn't have the same physical gifts as a lot of his contemporaries, but he maximizes them all better. I mean, it's, it's the cliche, hard work, work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Mm -hmm. Tim Patrick is hard work. Tim Patrick is taking those dozens upon dozens to hundreds of balls from Mark Fuse every day after practice because he wants to remedy the early drop woes that he had in his career. And the result is a guy that literally the last two years hasn't fumbled, hasn't dropped a pass. Touch
1: wood. Uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is one of those feel-good contracts for everyone on the team. Um, because you can send, you can tell anyone about this, right. Yes. And it'll inspire them And really, you know, it, it goes into your team. I actually ran into a Bronco this, uh, this weekend, um, who was an undrafted guy bo- has been bouncing around from practice squad to practice squad. And he was just telling me like, that's, that's so inspiring. That's the dream, mm-hmm. right? Is that's what, that's what gets you out there grinding, you know, going through those times where you're not on a team, you're waiting for your phone to ring, all of that stuff. And so this is one that everyone can get behind. It's a good price for the Broncos. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you mentioned the physical gifts. I think his physical gifts are underrated. This is a guy who ran four four seven at his pro day. He obviously wasn't invited to the combine, so we can only go off the pro day numbers. He's big, he's fast, he's not quite as strong as like a Cortland Sutton, but he he is a gifted guy. Yeah,
0: everybody. There's somebody on the Broncos roster at receiver who has a better skill than he has. Like maybe like you'd say with Tim Patrick, that he's like the second or third best in everything. But there's no weak spot on him. Right. He's second or third best in everything, except you could say hands. Right. Hands have to be number one. Totally. Everything else is like number two, number three. Okay. You say KJ's the fastest. faster. And then Jerry Judy's probably a little bit faster. And then Cortland Sutton's bigger, got a better catch radius, et cetera. And you know, a little better at jump balls. But across the board, Tim Patrick, there's no there's no weak spot to him. Nope. Not at all. There, there there's nothing where you say, Oh, well, that's that's his Achilles heel
1: doesn't exist for him all right we're gonna have plenty more time to talk about tim but let's get to the other news of course today Cortland sutton four years 60 million uh to come back to the broncos and extend him through at least 2025 right 34.9 guaranteed 60.8 total so
0: basically if you're gonna do an average per year value it's 15.2 also i mean if you if you front load the guarantees effectively it can kind of be a a two year contract. Maybe, maybe I think when they kind of do the final accounting, we'll learn the per year breakdown here probably over the next couple of weeks. But probably it's effectively going to be a three year deal, I'd imagine, in the end, which is, which is perfectly fair. It gives him a chance for another big score. Also gives him some security. This Cortland, even though Tim Patrick, the career arc is a little bit like Chris Harris Jr., undrafted guy, mm-hmm. having to stick. And of course, Chris got the big deal uh, late in his fourth season, kind of like Tim Patrick did. Um, Sutton's re-signing reminds me of Chris Harris Jr. in that you're re-signing a guy who had an ACL the year before, has come back from that to be, if not 100% of what he was, reasonably close to that. And as a result, think, I think you're getting him on a little bit of a discount because you're offering kind of that security for a player who has kind of stared career mortality in the face
1: absolutely um, my main react my first reaction to this was I think that's the floor for this for what this contract could have been oh my gosh I
0: thought the floor was 17. yeah exactly I, when I saw that number when I, I I looked
1: at 60.8 and
0: I'm like okay that's that's 15 to a year that's that's a steal that's as of the contracts today which include a couple of franchise tag guys, that's sixteenth. That's right behind Cooper Cup, right ahead of Jarvis Landry.
1: And that feels like perfect. Now Cooper Cup is sa- outperforming that contract. Right.
0: But Landry just right. I mean, he signed that a few years ago, right. right? And you're getting Cortland Sutton, who probably they're not the same type of receiver, but certainly in terms of performance are relatively in the same ballpark. Yeah. You're you're getting him for value that you would have expected to get a receiver for four years ago.
1: I exactly. Yeah. And I think you could even go find a clip of us talking about this where I said 15 is the cheapest you're going to possibly be able to get that deal. And so now you combine Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton, and when you rank that in terms of average per year salary, Mm -hmm. it's right in the mix of the most expensive receivers. It's a little bit below DeAndre Hopkins, a little bit above Julio Jones. You're getting two guys for the price of one of those top-tier guys.
0: And then you have Jerry Judy on his rookie contract for another two years and then cost control beyond that for one more year on the fifth year option and that's kind of you're looking at these deals and you look at Patrick signing a 3-year deal and like I said with Sutton the amount of that guarantee which is 34.9 so it's that basically means he's on a in all likelihood on a 3-year deal you imagine that last year probably doesn't have a lot of guarantees on it and then Jerry Judy when you would pay him his next big contract would be in year four for Cortland Sutton slash right after Tim Patrick's contract expires. So you can see kind of the long-term planning that's already kind of going into place here. I don't know if Cortland Sutton signs a third contract with Denver. I don't know if Tim Patrick has a contract beyond that, but you can kind of see the chess pieces in place to set up for Jerry Judy being the wide receiver one in terms of, pay not talking about on-field stuff talking about contracts in 2025 right they've everything it's it's really shrewd long-term planning here to where when it's time for jerry judy to get paid you're going to be able to kind of slide him into the space that is occupied by patrick and sutton
1: it's well done and you really did buy low on sutton here not just with the price but with his his recent performance it hasn't been his best uh three week stretch heading into this contract not a, no doubt. I mean, it's for I mean, nine targets in three games. And so if you're George Payton, who we know yeah. has always loved Cortland Sutton, right. literally, we've talked about it a million times, Cortland Sutton is the jersey he told his son to get right when he came to Denver. Um, so he's always been a big Cortland Sutton fan. And so for him, he believes in him long term. I'm sure that he, in, in his mind's eye says he's not playing at 100 percent right now. right. So let me buy him now, buy the, literally buy the stock low. And hold it as it as it goes up over the years. Yeah,
0: let him get another year removed from the ACL because usually it's that next year back when you're back to 100%. Let, let him keep recovering. I mean, I don't know if you would have gotten this deal if, in fact, actually, I'm going to just say it. I know you wouldn't have gotten this kind of deal if he didn't have the ACL. Oh, definitely There's an. It's not necessarily a hometown discount. This is a player
1: recovering from injury discount. Yeah and and you you hate that for the player. Right. Um, but he's
0: still got life changing money. It, totally. Yeah, so I'm ha- I'm happy for him, and then if he can cont- if he continues doing what he's doing, they'll they'll be a third big a third contract for him that is big, just kind of like Devonte Adams got a third, you know, gets a right. third big big contract. He continues on his trajectory. Maybe it's here, maybe it's somewhere else. There's another huge deal for Cortland Sutton coming on the other side of this. All right, Mace, so. we did it successfully. <laughs> we made it
1: this far without talking quarterbacks because I didn't want to make that's yes. their moment. I wanted to make that about them, but of course everyone's first reaction to all of this is either something along the lines of, okay, this is setting up for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do this because you have a cost-controlled quarterback coming. Or three, just people being mad saying, why would you do this when you don't have a quarterback? Uh, Which is a little (laughs) bit Um, short-sighted. In both paths, yes. Right, exactly. So let me ask you, is it more about, building a foundation that Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers or heck even Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins would be interested in playing alongside or is it hey look we're gonna have a cost-controlled quarterback next year why would we uh you know we don't have to exactly penny pinch on our other positions option a is the veteran yes
0: you're now you're helping things no matter what because if you have the young quarterback if that's eventually the route you go you have basically said, "All right, you're going to have Sutton, Patrick, Judy. You have no excuse, right? And you can easily pay those guys with a cost control with a, with a cost control quarterback. If it's a veteran quarterback, then you're going to you're basically saying we're going to give you the weapons, but you're going to have to scrimp somewhere. And it's probably going to mean scrimping on defense. That that's where you're probably going to kind of have have a little bit of roster imbalance." I don't think you're going to go from having one of the highest paid defenses to having one of the highest paid offenses in football. But that's just, that's just how you're going to build things in terms of overall team construction. But option A is the veteran, I think. All right.
1: Clearly. What do you think? I'll give you my take. Okay. On the other side, just <laughs> going to first tell you about the DNVR bar. Uh, you got to come down here, come hang out. It is such a great time. Um, I will say Mace yesterday was my first Time all season that I gotta watch Sunday football from the couch all day. Mm-hmm. And I needed that. But before you, we did you that you need to
0: see some of what how the other the rest of the world lives. Oh, like I watch Sunday night football game. I watch Packers Vikings early mm-hmm. and they're you know, the second half it's just exchanging touchdowns. You know, yep. like you know, cousins and Rodgers playing can you top this in a in a duel of the unvaccinated? Right. <laughs> Throwing
1: it up to Justin Jefferson on the third down. Anyways, before before that, I had the tailgate. Was hanging out at the bar for a little bit. Uh, Great crowd down here. All of your friends from Broncos Twitter hanging out, having a good time, having drinks. Uh, And you can do that just about any night here at the bar, depending on what team is on. Um, Super excited. It won't be this Thursday because of Thanksgiving, but super excited to hopefully host some Rapids watch parties as we go through the playoffs. Um, So... All of that gotta come check out the DNVR bar. Get you a Hassel Cattle Company Wagyu burger. Get you a Breckenridge Brew twenty-two ounce. Uh, and enjoy the enjoy the atmosphere down here.
0: Also enjoy the work from Chevalier Mortgage. If you're getting into buying a home, if that's a step that you are ready to take. Then Mike and Virginia Chevalier are going to help you out. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. Look, there's so much, there's so many issues associated with that. You want somebody that's going to make things easier for you. Some people that are going to make things easier. Mike and Chevalier will do that. They give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind, and will always put their borrowers. First, And with prices going up, it's creating natural, natural equity in your home if you have a home. So chances are you can refinance your mortgage you and get some savings. Make this housing bubble work for you. Mike and Virginia Chevalier will tell you how to do that. They also have this going on for DMVR listeners. You go to dmvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DMVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do when when you sign up. Most importantly, get us set up with a free consultation and discuss All your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia Chevalier, they're longtime sponsors and friends of DNVR. And whether you're buying a house, selling a house, or just want to refinance, get things in order, they will find a way to help you out. So check out Chevalier Mortgage. Check out dnvrmortgage.com. You can call them directly also at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS. 1931006, Virginia Chevalier NMLS, number 1910631.
1: And finally, I mentioned Breck Brews down here at the DNVR Bar, but you can get them anywhere. If you just use that Breck Brew locator online, it'll show you where the nearest beers are to you, and you're going to want to get in on this. I'm staring across the room right now at our mini keg of Christmas ale that we just got in over here. It's a great thing. You want to impress everyone at the Thanksgiving celebration. You come in with the Christmas ale mini keg. People are going to appreciate that, and of course, make it
0: feel like Christmas, even though the temperature is not going to feel like Christmas.
1: Yeah, on Thanksgiving. By the way, Mace, today officially, yeah. if it does not snow, will be the latest snow ever in Denver history. So we're
0: going to set new records every day for the next probably couple of weeks. Because I'm sure li- it's nothing, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's a little. There's some precipitation, maybe moving through tomorrow, but they're not expecting measurable snow. This is going to persist.
1: We did get a couple snowflakes at the Buffs game yeah. uh, on Saturday.
0: But it didn't accumulate, right? No, not yeah, at all. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: It, it looked like rain on the ground for, yeah. and it only lasted for about like two seconds. Ugh. But it was kind of cool. Uh, anyways, Breckenridge <laughs> Brew, whether it's raining, snowing, sleeting, sunny, They've got a beer for you, so check them out at Breckenridge Brewery and find that uh, nearest beer to you with that Breck Brew locator. You oh. know,
0: I mean, with the weather, it's probably still Strawberry Sky season, you know?
1: It's always Strawberry <laughs> Sky season for me, but quite literally, I mean, if you, you like Strawberry <laughs> Sky Ultimate Porch Beer. Yeah. Um, okay. Have your Thanksgiving meal outside if you're not going to the Rapids match. Yes. Yeah. I wish I could get my family in on that, but we're having, my mom's having uh. like 20 people over. I don't think she's going to move the whole party to <sighs> Dix. Move the whole party. Of di- it actually sounds like a lot of fun. Move the whole party to Dicks. <laughs> she did let me go to a Nuggets playoff game on Mother's Day once. I think I used up a few of my uh, goodwill cards that time. Was that a few years ago? Against the Blazers, yeah. Yeah, man. Game I, seven. I I tried
0: on that. I couldn't pull it off. Yeah. I, I I watched it at a Mother's Day meal at a restaurant.
1: So I, I, you know, yeah, you know. I tried. <laughs> I, I I bargained and I was just like, let's <laughs> let's celebrate Mother's Day one day early, yeah. and then I'll go to the game tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, anyways my take on this in terms of what it means for the Broncos quarterback situation is, is it has to, I think George Payton looked at it this way, coming in, you had this great roster, right? Everyone was talking about this Mm -hmm. roster is ready to win. If they just get a quarterback, Mm -hmm. I think George Payton feels like he was really close to getting Aaron Rodgers, And depending on who you ask, he was, um, and he is just kicking himself over the fact that he wasn't able to get that done as he watches this team kind of flounder its way through the season. And he's just saying, I need another shot at this. Mm-hmm. I need another shot at getting this veteran quarterback who comes in here and leads this team to the promised land, and I don't want to miss out on it because we no longer have the weapons that we had.
0: That's. F- I think that's the case, but I don't know if it's all about Aaron Rodgers anymore.
1: No, it, it, I don't think so
0: either. In fact, if I were... Putting down some money on a veteran, I'd say the first choice is Russell Wilson. But here's the thing to use your expression, here's the thing <laughs> Seattle may well decide to reconstruct their coaching staff around what Russ needs. I mean, it seems like the Pete Carroll era seems like it's coming to a natural conclusion hmm. here. It's year 12, they won a Super Bowl, they went to another. Had some good times, a lot of wins, but clearly he's not working what he wants to do in terms of offensive point of emphasis is not working for where the Seahawks need to go. Could Russ say, I want out? Yes. But what if Seattle says, everything we do in, is going to be structured around what you want? Yeah. Even you having a say on the, on the coach. That's the thing that could mess this up sure. here. But... Wilson, according to reports, wasn't interested in the Broncos last offseason when there were rumblings about them moving on. Could the Broncos change that with what they've done at receiver? Potentially, I think it probably has more to do with who they hire as head coach if they move on from Vic Fangio. Like if they if they hire Dan Quinn or Daryl Bevel, that's the tell.
1: As I've said, you know I would hire uh, Josh McDaniels all over again yeah. if that's what Russell, William, Russell Wilson wants. <laughs> uh, I would too.
0: I can't believe I'm saying that. I mean, I just want to shoot myself in the mouth for saying that. But if you can get Russ. You do whatever it takes. Who probably has another eight to ten, seven to ten gears potentially in him. You do it in a heartbeat. How old is he now? 33. 33. Just the way, that really? It yeah. That well, the way quarterbacks age nowadays, yeah. and, and he got he got to the NFL relatively uh, at an older age than a lot of guys do right, because he had the postgraduate transfer. Oh, five so five right. years of college. Yeah, because he was at NC State. He graduated. And he moved on to Wisconsin.
1: Or he, maybe he could yeah. have just graduated early, but still.
0: He, yeah, he did. Yeah, he he graduated from NC State. He he had kind of the full. I think there was a shirt year, and there were three other years, and then he moved. And then he had the extra year at Wisconsin. Okay. so he was an older than average guy going into the draft process but at the same time he's i mean really the, the injury this year is the only significant injury that he's had yep you know he's taken some hits yes but does not appear to be at a point of physical infirmity in any way because of it
1: no and, and it really does feel like things are just over uh yeah in seattle um what was their record last year i think they were ten, a 10 win team last year
0: Uh, I believe they were maybe eleven wins because they hosted the Rams, right? In the wild card round, not that home field advantage meant anything last year,
1: right? Yeah, but okay, so they're an eleven win team last year, yeah. And he was over it. What are the? uh, They're on pace for like six wins right now, yeah. Uh, Even less, I guess. And and they're all.
0: I mean, their game plan. I mean, they just the, the the game plans the last two weeks have just been tepid.
1: Yeah. And it's just not. It does. It just seems like a very incomplete football team, mm-hmm. and that also might be what the decision makers in Seattle are seeing, mm-hmm. saying, we need some draft picks, <laughs> um, because they they are uh, very thin in that department as well, because so of some trades they've made.
0: Yeah, they need draft picks, and of course, John Schneider. We know he has kind of a different uh, draft evaluation than most people. Mm-hmm. The Seahawks draft board probably. If, if you stacked up every draft board around the league, all 32 teams, the one that would look the most different from the rest of them year in and year out would be Seattle's. That's and true. we see that in the picks they make. Like, it's, oh, Rashad Penny, huh? he should have gone in the third round, right? But yeah. that's that's their M.O. But at the same time... Well, and that's one of yeah. the
1: reasons why they're in this debacle. Right, exactly. They also got DK, though.
0: I feel like they, they, they kind of maybe overthink and they try to be too... They try to be too contrarian. hmm At the same time, Even though I can see them just saying, all right, we're just going to get draft picks. We're going to blow it up. Logically, at some point, somebody in that building has to say, Russ could play eight to ten more years. Why aren't we doing everything to build around him and make him happy? They should Why aren't – if we're going to have a new coach, if we move on from Pete Carroll – Why isn't Russ involved in that – wouldn't Russ be involved in that process? That's the one thing that could save Wilson for Seattle at this point.
1: All right, let's make it less about Seattle um, and more about the Broncos. I think Russell Wilson is probably target one. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is obviously two.
0: I could see Rodgers retiring after this year, though. uh, Of course. More, More so than at the start of the year.
1: Number three, potentially Derek Carr. That's an intriguing one. Would you rather do that than go after a rookie? Well,
0: definitely Wilson I'd rather than a, yes. than a rookie.
1: Um, definitely Rodgers as well. Yeah,
0: With Carr and then Kirk Cousins as well. So that was going to be the fourth one. That's where you get into a danger zone of saying, are we going to pay elite money for a guy who's just pretty good?
1: And it's a the, very fair conversation to have.
0: That's the – that's and we see even like with the Vikings – there's a ceiling to what they accomplish. I mean, look at the the Raiders since Henry since you know Henry Ruggs was removed from the lineup, I mean, their offense just has so they, no dynamic elements.
1: They still it. haven't won a game without Henry Ruggs, huh? Yeah. Since he
0: got to the team, every loss they've had the last like they, they're winless without Henry Ruggs the last two years. It's up to zero and six now. Yes. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's I mean it's it's, a big problem. It's crazy when you you look at them and say they're 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 well over five hundred with him and they're. Winless without him. I mean, you hate to put it on one player, but clearly, even though he wasn't a leading receiver, he was changing the way he defended them. 100%. Oh, things were open for Brian Edwards and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller underneath it. They just aren't there now. Yep. And also, and their defense is, is is breaking down under the strain. I mean, Joe, Joe Mixon was just dicing through those guys yesterday.
1: Yeah. Derek yeah. Carr, I think... Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, because I used to be a big-time Derek Carr hater. Yeah. Um, but he's come a long way. Um, he's really good. Yes. But can he elevate you? Like we
0: know Wilson can elevate. The question is, we know like, Rogers you... can elevate. Uh, does Carr have that same ability to elevate those around him?
1: But also can he be elevated by those around him with mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, mm-hmm. Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Fant, mm-hmm. <laughs> Albert Oak Well, he'd have the vertical threat in KJ Hamler. He'd have a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot to work with that one. I think I'd sign off on uh, depending on the price tag. Yeah.
0: If it's thirty five, what, what what if Carr is thirty five million dollars a year?
1: Is he going to be a free
0: agent though? He uh, he has got. I thought he had one more year left on his. So bill. you got to trade for him. And let me let me just look at his contract here real quick. It's it's great podcasting, by the way. When we're looking at <laughs> contracts, it's all right. Yeah, when we're looking up contracts here, Derek Carr do to do. He had a five year one hundred twenty five million dollar contract. He is under contract next year. There's no but uh, there's no guarantee. So the Raiders can cut him. Which they probably won't. And they probably won't, so it would have to be a trade. So realistically, are they going to trade him within the division? Mm, probably, probably not. not. Yeah. So Carr might make a lot of sense. And by the way, you'd give him a new contract, but that cap number for next year, $19.877 million. I mean, shoot. It's Teddy nothing. Bridgewater, the contract he signed with Carolina originally had a lower per-year value than that one-year number for Aaron for Derek Carr.
1: You so again? If he could make it happen, I don't know if they're like, if he forces his way out. He doesn't strike me as a guy who would do that. Uh, But either way, that's where I probably end it. Though I wouldn't do it for Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't either. And honestly, that's kind of the one that scares me a little bit
0: because George Payton does have familiarity with him. Of course, at the same time, he has familiarity. But what does he think? What does Rick Spielman think? of the fact that he chose not to get the jab this summer. I mean, certainly we know Mike Zimmer was really frustrated. Yeah, for sure. With that. It, does that did that frustration reflect in what Rick Spielman felt? And if that's the case, I, I'd i imagine that George Payton, probably hearing about it secondhand from his guys in Minnesota, probably would have felt as they did.
1: I Yeah, I mean, those types of things definitely matter. I will yeah. say, that, well, let me ask you this. Where would Kirk Cousins fall on a scale of Broncos quarterbacks? Like, all-time? All-time. um,
0: Definitely, obviously, below Manning and Elway. Manning, Elway, Plummer, and Morton. Yeah, I mean, Mort- Morton's... Those two are interchangeable. Morton's definitely four. your three okay. because of what the team accomplished as well. And also, if you look back at his 77 and 81 seasons and adjust them for era, they're... They're among the best the Broncos have had, especially that 81 campaign where they were cruising along toward division title before they choked against Chicago.
1: Okay, so there's your top three. Yes. He's ahead of Kirk Cousins for sure.
0: Morton is? Yes. Yes, I'd say so. The, The thing that Morton had that Cousins doesn't have, Morton was an elevator, as in guy, he made people better around him. And I've talked to so many of the guys on the 77 team over the years that have said, that Craig Morton walking in was the piece that made us all better there you go and that's what that that's the difference between a Morton and a Cousins and it's why I wouldn't say Cousins is the same but is at best fourth
1: so I would put him at fifth because you put him behind Jake I put him behind Jake that's fair but it's kind of funny that we would be willing to just say no thanks like we're, are we drawing the line at Jake Plummer? Like you got like you got to do a, a little better than Jake Plummer. We're also viewing it
0: financially though, because you know the, one oh, of the yeah, reasons totally. one of the reasons why there's questions about him coming back in, in Minnesota is that cap number right now for the Vikings is 45 million dollars. Ten million of it is guaranteed. The rest or it's all guaranteed. Ten million of it is on the bonus. So if they traded him, you would be looking at a 35 million dollar cap number for next year. And then if you extend him, what beyond that? So that to me if you're talking about kirk cousins it's kirk cousins versus plus his,
1: plus his contract
0: but and his contract versus kenny pickett or matt corral at cost control drink yeah and yeah I th- and that's where i think they you and draw it, the line you draw the line and matt ryan's another interesting potential possibility as well but uh, you shook your head that tells me you think he's washed i mean he got shut out
1: Last time he was on the field, (laughs) that like recency bias, but yes, I know. I'm just saying, like, good quarterbacks that you want to bring in here don't get shut out, yeah, ever. Yeah, we got a little super chat here from Alaska Preston. Uh, he says, Cousins over Carr. Cousins has had some good years, Cousins has had some good years. He is, but uh, I mean, he's the ultimate statistical accomplishment guy. Kirk Cousins essentially getting paid twice as much what you would be paying Derek Carr next year if you got that contract.
0: I'd rather I, I'd rather have Carr, and frankly, I mean, I I look at their best seasons, and I would put Carr's best. 16 season in particular, where he was a legit MVP candidate, over anything that Cousins accomplished.
1: I just want to say, yeah. as we're talking about you know, um, quote unquote retread quarterbacks here, yeah, uh, n- not as many people calling me crazy for thinking that Carson Wentz wasn't the worst idea.
0: It actually well coaching and environment matters totally totally i'm not i don't think carson wentz is doing that with anybody but frank reich
1: it's pot those two i don't want to limit that much but those two are uh, two peas in a pot
0: yeah they're peanut butter and jelly together and i I love it uh i
1: think it's great um it also
0: helps that you've got right now jonathan taylor the bet at this moment today The best active running back in the NFL is Jonathan Taylor. And that's why I was scared for the Chiefs taking him in 2020. And I was relieved when they took Edwards Alaire. Taylor's the guy they should have picked. Oh, yeah. Complete
1: back. Oh, yeah. That would have been like a one for one. Well, it would have been an upgrade. But like, they lost Kareem Hunt, and that hurt the balance of their offense. Yeah. And they would have been right back there. Yeah. There's literally nothing that Taylor doesn't do well. He's awesome. At this point, there, I,
0: even his press conferences are good. Yeah. I actually, and, and I was just in Wisconsin this weekend. He's all over commercials there. Oh, I'm sure he's a, he's a pitch man. Like you see him like for university of Wisconsin, for UW credit union, there, there are billboards of Jonathan Taylor around mass in Wisconsin. That's awesome. Like he's the man, like he's like, he's become the man there. That's awesome. Like um, that. yeah, Hey, Maybe the dream scenario is I guess you trade for Jonathan Taylor and you trade for Russell Wilson and you just...
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't think they're trading Jonathan (laughs) Taylor. I know, they're not trading Jonathan (laughs) Taylor.
0: But yeah, he's he's terrific.
1: Okay, so we draw the line at Derek Carr and then you move on to the draft, which if you didn't uh, listen to Thursday's episode of the podcast, Henry gave us a really great breakdown of the quarterbacks uh, in this class. Who does Henry like the best? He has Carson Strong as his number one. Yeah,
0: I've... I can't. I'm try. I'm trying to get on board with strong. I just. I feel like it's going to take him a little bit too long to develop because there's no running threat from him, and when you can only defend the arm, it makes it easier
1: for defenses to kind of game plan you early on. And of course, the yeah. counter to that now is going to be, well, look at Mac Jones. He's yeah. not Mac right. Jones.
0: And Mac Jones is in like in the perfect. You can't in the perfect system with the perfect coaching. Totally, and you that's can't, what I mean. Yeah, you can't. You can't assume that you're going to have that. You have to assume, assume flaws,
1: right? So, um, I, I will say when I watch him play and I see throws, and I said this to Henry, I say, "Oh, those are NFL throws." He
0: does, yeah. He made some. There, I watched him against more than anyone Cal else. earlier this year, um, he had he had some nice throws on Friday. He also, let's face very it, very inconsistent. Very inconsistent when he didn't have the biggest one that he would have needed there mm-hmm. at the end. On that, when they went into two point conversion tie tiebreak, third overtime mode.
1: I didn't catch that game. Yeah. It sounds like it was awesome. It was an... Oh, I, if,
0: <laughs> if not for Chargers-Steelers, I think that was kind of the game of the weekend, at least in the games that I watched. Wow. Of football. Nice. It, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun on Friday
1: night. Most people would and, not agree with me, but the game of the weekend for me, Buffs over Washington. <laughs> a terrible <laughs> football game for all who didn't have a rooting interest in Colorado.
0: Yeah, but... In in college football, there's no harm in winning in meaningless late season games. No, well, that's and, that's the that, that is one good thing about college football compared to the NFL. If you're out of it and you win in the NFL at the end of the season, it's you're a like bad well, thing, yeah. right, we we lost this year. In college football, who cares? You try to you try to win every game. Yeah, good good for
1: the Buffs. It was it was a really. Bad who was coaching
0: game. UW this weekend? I
1: Don't even know. Okay, don't even know. Yeah, I, I'm like I don't know who their interim coach is right now. Yeah, 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 but. UW fumbles on the goal line and gets taken back the other way, uh, that gives the Buffs a touchdown. Then they fumble again inside their own ten. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really have any business winning the football game, but we won. That's all that matters. By the yeah,
0: by the way, um, I have I'd not see any plays from that game. Partially, it was a Pac-12 network game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to get that where I was. was so, anyways, back to yeah, draft. Sorry, we're we're hijacking this.
1: Back to drafting yeah. quarterbacks, real quick. Yeah. Um that's there's three veterans that I would really mm. look into and then I would turn to the draft but again it's a scary place to be because right. there's definitely not a sure thing in this draft and there what the, the flip side of that is the Broncos wouldn't if there was a sure thing the Broncos wouldn't be in a position to take him right this is one but
0: they are in position to trade up for him with maybe the assets they've accumulated
1: but I'm saying if there was a right. Trevor Lawrence in this draft the Broncos would have no shot right but there isn't, and if you're the Broncos, that could be a good thing for you because maybe the guy that you think is the guy isn't a consensus the guy, and he falls to you at, at ten, where the Kansas City Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes, or you know a little earlier than that, mm. um, where you you were able to get Deshaun Watson. You know, like there's options here of if you love a guy. You might be able to kind of hide your love for him and pounce just at the right time, just like, you know, again, happened with, with Kansas City, and everyone would say, well, uh, it's, there's no Mahomes. There probably isn't, but no one thought there was a Mahomes in the Mahomes draft, or he would have been drafted number one overall.
0: Let's live in a, let's live in a hypothetical where they decide that Kenny Pickett of Pitt is their guy. Mm-hmm. I think we can agree kind of the, the, the primary concern is the small
1: hands, but it's a good quarterback. <laughs> Just never stops being funny to me. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I
0: know, I know what you're getting at. No, I'm not getting at anything <laughs> other than the know. fact that we talk
1: about the size of dudes' hands.
0: Yeah, but this is this comes up every year,
1: every year, every year with quarterbacks. I mean, basically, Joey Burrow's doing all right. Yeah,
0: nine inches is the baseline, but he doesn't even hit that baseline unless he does the Brandon Allen hand massage exercises. That he talked about years ago to yeah. try to add. I mean, it's like it's like uh, Michael Jordan said he used to hang from a chin up bar to try and to stretch try and his stretch body to be taller because he saw it on the Brady Bunch once. So, whatever you can do. But let's say Kenny Pickett is the guy. Kenny, there are teams that will cross Kenny Pickett off their list because of hand size. Maybe even as much as a third of the league won't have him on their board because he doesn't meet the hand size threshold the baseline threshold so if he's the guy you love he might be there at 12 or 13 and then you go ahead and get him Mm -hmm. and frankly i would feel more comfortable with kenny pickett for the next five years than kirk cousins on an ungodly cap number
1: and that's the interesting part about yeah. this. And the final thing I want to say about this is regardless of which of these paths you go down, yeah. you still end up liking what you did with Sutton and Patrick. Yes. Because if a young quarterback comes in and that's what he gets to look at, it's going to be worlds different, no matter who you get. Worlds different than what they were throwing to in college.
0: 100%. And with these receivers who, you by that point, let's say you draft a guy. So – by the time you get that draft quarterback in, you're going to have two fifth-year receivers on long-term deals, a third-year receiver in Jerry Judy who has at least three more years of team control, and then a, and then KJ Hamler as a, a chess piece. Not a, I, I. don't think you can rely on KJ Hamler as a primary threat anymore. No, it, that just that's just not that not the direction he's going in. But a chess piece to give you some more speed. We haven't even talked about what you have at tight end the potential that is still there. You're, and if you have a young quarterback, then kind of the final piece of that is maybe you, you take the savings there and put a little more in the offensive line, and you're literally saying, all right, you're going to have a stud running back behind you, Javante Williams. You're going to have all these pass catchers and a fortified offensive line. Kid, if you fail, it's on you. Yeah. Uh, you, you, and have you have all these pieces. you have a much better
1: offensive coordinator.
0: Yes. <laughs> but, it's, but mostly it's on you if you fail.
1: And again, that's another fun thing to think about is if, you know, the Broncos were to go chase an offensive-minded head coach, the weapons that they get to come in and work with as long as they can get something figured out at the quarterback position. And that is the final down, the only downside of this. If you don't get this figured out in Mm -hmm. one way or another, then you're paying a lot of money to guys who are playing a dependent position that aren't, that aren't being used properly. Yeah, and they're going to get
0: frustrated. Absolutely. As time goes on. And we've seen that happen here. It's one of the reasons why the last time you had two receivers on big contracts, when you had Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, how their frustration built over the years was because they didn't have quality
1: at the trigger. Yep. And you tra- you ended up trading both of them. Right. And obviously Demarius was a lot more amicable than... Emmanuel who <laughs> kind of forced his way out. Um but it's a it's a it's a, it's the one thing you mm-hmm. have to keep in mind here. If you don't figure that out, it's going to be a waste of money. Right. And again, the, they're the, not the, doing
0: this without a plan at quarterback, but I think the plan is it's very much like, well, we have option A and option B, option C. And I think they're I think George Payton is at a point where he is probably comfortable with any of option A, which maybe you say it's Russell Wilson, option B, uh, a, a Rogers or a Carr, option C being a, being a rookie. I think we may be at a point where George Payton's already comfortable with any of those three paths and, and working around that.
1: Again, you are giving that rookie the best chance to succeed by giving them these guys. Right now, if they if the rookie fails. Again, you're going to be bummed that you paid all this money to these guys because it's probably going to take most of the both of those contracts to figure out if that rookie can play. Yeah. And so you got to hit. I mean, bottom line, everything in the NFL comes down to that last question, can you hit at a quarterback? If you
0: if you can't get Russell Wilson, would you would you be more comfortable with a young guy?
1: No, I w- I want Wilson Rogers. All
0: right, Carr, young guy. Just to kind of, just to kind of, kind of square that out. All right, I know you, I know you said that earlier. Yeah, but just more and more, if they can't get Wilson, I keep, I, I think I'd be okay with a young guy and riding and riding with him. Part of again, I, I just the big, the big cap number for a non for a guy who's just pretty good is something that that that's crippled a lot of teams over the years in for terms sure. of your overall planning. And we've seen how for a lot of te- for a lot of teams the best window to to contend for and win a title is first contract. Yeah. Before that quarterback gets expensive. So you start looking at at all the pieces kind of falling into place here and thinking, and I'm thinking, it now they just have to get the right young quarterback, but if they did, it might be it might actually give them the best shot to win. It's just but are any of these yeah, guys the next thing. year capable of being the guy in that way? That's the concern. Every look, all of these guys have fatal flaws. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's so, like Carson Strong. You can point to the fact that he has no running threat, so defenses don't have to play him honest early, and that means he's going to see, he's not going to see the gaps in coverage that a, a more dual threat quarterback might see. You know, you've got you know Sam Howell. NFL quality arm, NFL quality leader, NFL Pro- quality running ability. Yes, but takes a lot of sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that a function of the line in front of him, or is that a fun, or is he got some Christian Hackenberg like issues there? Oh God, you know, Malik Willis probably a steep le- probably a steep learning curve I mean, going from the Hugh steep. Freeze offense at Liberty to what he's going to face in the in the NFL. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I mean, he had okay years and then one great year and then of course the hand size who is the real Kenny Pickett the guy that we're seeing ball out for Pitt this year or the guy that we saw in in, in the last few years I mean that's and that's the thing that kind of gets you is like all of these guys have a flaw that could sink them yeah can you correct it yes
1: so, so it's an important question yeah we're going to get to some more important questions from the listeners here in a second but first uh, an answer an answer to your beef needs this holiday season forget the turkey no one actually likes it that much go with hassle cattle company wagyu beef i promise you if that is what you cook at your thanksgiving zero people will complain about it if that's what you cook at your christmas people will be praising you not only is it great to cook for holidays it's great as a gift for holidays you can send hassle cattle company straight to someone's door comes in a nice pretty box it's all packed in there frozen ready for you to go it's delicious we have the ultimate stamp of approval on it by that's what we serve here at the DNVR bar if you order a burger you get a hassle cattle company wagyu burger there's just so much great stuff over there uh including their sausages their beef bacon i could go on and on and on it is a fantastic um burger it's a fantastic steak it is incredible beef so hit up our friends over at hassle cattle company and you can get a holiday special right now with the code DNVR to get fifteen percent off. Sorry, DNVR fifteen to get fifteen percent off. And then, if you go over two hundred dollars on your order, you're gonna get free shipping from our friends over at Hassle Cattle Company. Get in on it. H A S S E L L Cattle You know
0: what else is fantastic? Is getting relief makes and pains, right? Yes, that is fantastic. You've had headaches. Maybe you got some got some joint pain. Maybe you got a, a hamstring injury, and you know what? You can sometimes find that CBD will help you get rid of those aches and pains. And one great way to get CBD is through our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. Maybe you've got migraines, cluster headaches. CBD can sometimes can sometimes help you out with that. So give it a shot and use the code DNVR twenty five. Strava Craft Coffee to get 25% off. That's 25% off your entire order at Strava Craft Coffee when you use the code DNVR25 at checkout and get some of that CBD in infused coffee. If you want to just try it once before you get in on ordering it from Strava Craft Coffee, from StravaCoffee.com, then come on down to the DNVR bar have some of the Strava cold brew on tap. But If not, if you just want to order at home, go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use the code DMVR25 at checkout for 25% off. You can also subscribe. If you try it, you like it, you say, I want more. This is making me feel good. Then subscribe, and you'll never have to buy coffee in the store again. It comes in K-cup, comes whole bean ground, and it'll get delivered to you every two, four, six, or eight weeks, whatever you prefer, right there on your doorstep. And if you subscribe, you're going to get 20% off for life. So give it a shot once. NVR 25 is the code to get 25% off. If you like it and you want more of it, subscribe, and you're going to get 20% off StravaCraftCoffee.com for life. So check it out, StravaCraftCoffee.com.
1: I had a big weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook. A positive um, weekend, I hope. Yes, a very positive weekend. That
0: puts you ahead of a lot of people See, that got hosed on some bets this weekend. Is that true? Okay. Um, well, I mean, look, at, let's, let's say that you, yeah, a lot you of thought you love. had a
1: sure thing with – Titans over Texans. Oh. Everyone is a fraud. That's yeah. what I've come to learn. Every team is fraudulent, and mm. it it seems like that should create for a great postseason. But uh, the cream is just going to rise to the top at the end.
0: I mean, even the Vikings and Chargers found ways yesterday to win. Yep. Despite their man, trends. I
1: thought the Chargers were going to blow it. That would have been so epic. Um. Anyways, DraftKings Sportsbook. I had a Buffs money line. I went heavy on that. That was a nice like three to one um i put a nice little parlay together in the afternoon games yesterday it's a good day uh and you can have a great day over at DraftKings sportsbook too you can have a great night tonight because all you got to do is bet one dollar on the game tonight and if a single point is scored you're going to get a hundred dollars in free bets i guarantee i've done this before a million of my own dollars if it if the if tonight's game ends in a zero zero tie and you put your one dollar at DraftKings sportsbook on that i will give you a million times your money um, it's not happening it's not ending in a zero <laughs> zero tie tonight just not going to happen anyways uh, get over to DraftKings get in on that one dollar to get a hundred dollars in free bets um, and you can also get a sign up bonus up to a thousand dollars when you use that code DNVR but to get in on that free bet one dollar for a hundred and free bets uh, you must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right, Mace. Let's get into the questions from the listeners here. Do you have the first one there?
0: Yeah, I'm uh, actually. I'm cubing I'm it up here right now. It's,
1: okay. Well, let's get pretty, to let's get to the super we chats. We have super first. chats. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's get to the super chats. Oh, first wow. one comes in from Richard Summers. I haven't gotten around to looking at Pickett yet. What are his strengths?
0: Good anticipatory throws. Good command of the offense. It's not. He doesn't have a cannon, but he's got his arm is is fine. It's mm-hmm. NFL. It's NFL quality, and uh, I mean really. Uh, also absorbs a scheme very well. He scores. He's going to score very high at the whiteboard. I think actually the thing that Pickett and Sam Howell may distinguish themselves at when they get to the pre-draft process is at the whiteboard when they interview with teams. I mean, really, like the the, the two things that you that you have to question are a the hand size, but b why the the big jump from this year and who is the real Kenny Pickett? Is it the guy that we saw this year? in his fifth year, or the guy that played for Pitt the previous years. If the real Kenny Pickett is what we've seen this year, you're going to get a good quarterback at the next level.
1: I honestly see a Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr tier quarterback in Kenny Pickett. That's not a bad thing. If you can draft that guy and get him cost controlled, you'd love that.
0: But then when you pay him after five years, yep. that's the
1: problem. And that's, a, and that's something you always have to think about is if you draft this guy and he hits but not at the top
0: but Broncos' country has been in the desert for so long. Oh yeah that if you had that guy at cost control for five years we'll figure out the rest later. The other thing is this if he's at that level in cost control and you've invested wisely in the rest of the roster, you can win a Super Bowl with that yeah you can I mean Atlanta, not cost control, but they had Matt Ryan they all, you know and they got a great year out of him and they almost won a Super Bowl with matt ryan yep
1: yep and really should have but anyway anyways all right next super chat here from james uh if denver signs a top offensive head coach i do believe you provide drew Locke one more chance to make a difference in coaching and play it's coaching and play calling i think the organization has made their decision on drew
0: i think they have as well and the other thing that comes into play is unless he's really spectacular like mvp level you'd be potentially paying too much for him you only have one year of cost control left on him that's where not having him as a first round pick comes into play i i i wish they had traded back up in around one and taken drew lock the reason being you would have effectively two years to figure it out with him
1: well and you would have committed more to him yeah if you made if you dropped him in the first round teddy bridgewater's not here even at
0: 32 yeah but I, th- I do think they've made up their mind on Drew Locke.
1: I really do. Yeah. And the fact that they won't even really, at least according to Vic, they haven't even considered playing mm-hmm. him yet, tells you not only all you need mm-hmm. to know about that, but all you need to know about how they really felt about the quarterback competition. If they thought yeah. it was neck and neck throughout the entirety of training camp, you would have at least entertained the idea of playing him at this right. point. Right. And if, and if George Payton
0: wanted to see Drew Locke play, he could have stepped in at any point and said, I think that
1: Drew should be playing it. And it could happen. Yeah. I think it would be like a mathematical elimination type but, of thing. Right,
0: but why not have it happen for the Cleveland game when Teddy is truly hurt? Could barely move that
1: week. It was uh That was the telling. moment
0: that was the moment that he said if they're as close as you said they were, that was the ideal moment to play Drew Locke. Just I mean, Cooper Rush isn't close to Dak Prescott, but when Dak Prescott could you know was really struggling the Cowboys didn't hesitate to put Cooper Rush in there.
1: A lot of that also has to do with them wanting to protect Dak. I don't know if yeah. the Broncos care about Teddy Bridgewater all that much. That's
0: that's that's fair, but at the same time, I mean, that was a game that, that that was a game that went that they won to their credit. But you put that you put an important game at risk because you wanted to play. You said we, we want to make sure that our guy is healthy. So again. If Bridgewater and Locke were close, then a, then a, then Locke at one hundred percent be better than Bridgewater at sixty percent, right?
1: The funny thing is, if they is, were that close, what if Drew comes in and plays the last five games of this season and plays like he did in the last five games of his rookie season Ooh. or better? I mean, is it a false positive time though? I I know it's Drew Drew, Drew you're might putting start... yourself in a weird position. I know. even if you do play him at the end of the season,
0: right? Because then, because then, I guess you can help with trade. Is that it. really him or is it not him? I mean, the other thing is they they also know more about what's going on behind the scenes and maybe they've seen things behind the scenes where they say, okay, we're moving on.
1: I, I'll just say, I, I find it very, I don't, I think they've, they're out on Drew. Yeah. All right. Probably. Let's go to the comments here from the listeners. Um, you right. can of course leave your comments every single day on the DNVR.com. If you're a member over there, this first one comes in from bumpy Buffalo. Hey guys, in response to my fantasy team yesterday, I actually didn't go RB one, two, three, I chose fourth of eight in a snake draft. Ah, that makes sense why mm-hmm. he has such a stacked team. Only an eight-team yeah. uh, fantasy league here. First three picks were McCaffrey, Kelsey, and Kamara, so I lucked into Hen- Henry. My next pick was Jonathan Taylor, uh, as Mahomes, Gronk, and Hopkins all went second round. I then grabbed Cup and got lucky uh, with many Broncos fans going for Melvin, Javante, and Judy instead. I grabbed Dak in the fourth, Mixon in the fifth, and just snagged whoever was left at that point. Uh, I have an 8-2 and two record with my most crowning achievement being winning a game by 15 while starting Dak in my lineup while he sat for Cooper Rush. Just a lucky year for me. I'm sure he won yesterday, too, if he has Jonathan Taylor. You
0: know, most fantasy leagues will never do that, but I was in one where if you got oh. a quarterback, you got their backup as
1: well. I kind of like that. I've always thought you could call it, like, insurance.
0: Right, And because the theory was every NFL team has a backup quarterback to try to get by for a week, so... If you have a Dak Prescott, why don't you just automatically get Cooper Rush and get who get whatever the quarterback position produces for that team?
1: Yeah, I guess yeah. where it would be confusing is like if there's a quarterback competition while right. you're drafting, yeah. You just get both, I guess.
0: I guess. But that that I always I don't know, to me that's more palatable. But hey, good for you, Bumpy Buffalo, that you got lucky on that one. Lou Drock, guys, just saw the Sutton news. So happy. My question for you. We're handing out the bags to Patrick and Sutton. Do you think Peyton is thinking cost-controlled rookie QB, or paying 40 million dollars a year to Rogers or Watson still likely? Cheers, yeah. Charlie. Not yeah.
1: Watson. We haven't even brought up Watson. I mean, what? there's always a chance that he gets that all figured out and it throws a huge wrench in the conversations. I I don't expect that to happen. Yeah,
0: he is not on the Broncos' radar until all that is cleared. Right. Off. That as, let's it, should that as like, it should be. Make that clear as it should be. And there are some teams that Watson is on their radar already, even with that. The Broncos aren't among those. And
1: teams. it should tell you about what the Texans think is going to happen, that they wouldn't put clauses in the trade mm-hmm. with Miami that's essentially said, like, if he never plays again, it re- mm. it reverses the trade. Yeah. Um, which tells you that they don't think he's playing. Yeah. Right. Or they're just, I mean, I've, if I were them, I wouldn't have made that deal Or if you knew or you didn't know.
0: Or maybe they, they think that if it's cleared up that they'll get more. And That they, more, that more they will. teams will enter the chat. And they probably wouldn't – more teams will. And the Broncos, if it's all cleared up, the Broncos will certainly inquire. But Watson has to want to come to Denver. There's no indication that he wants to come to Denver. Although well, you I have given this,
1: him the receivers, so – I think at this maybe, point yeah. he'll take whatever job he can get if he can get a job in yeah. the NFL. Yeah. Now, if he's cleared, that changes everything. Um, but I as for like a cap space question – the Broncos are in a position still to be able to pull that off.
0: Yeah, because I, I believe over the cap going into today had them at over $70 million projected cap space for next year. So assume, let's assume that that the cap figures for Patrick and Sutton are their average annual value. That would be about $26.5 million. They would still be looking at no, that at north of $44 million of cap space. And that's before any other moves come into play. So... There is plenty of room to get whatever quarterback they want. It might mean the end of their shopping for the most part, but they can go get the quarterback.
1: They can. And you always have to remember, it's not $30 million straight off the cap. Right. You can move things around and You can give Cortland fidget. Sutton
0: next year, like his cap number next year could be $8 million. Right. Now then you've got a bigger hit beyond that, but that's just part of the planning that the year and a half.
1: Next one from Def Wu. Haven't heard that yeah. phrase in a while. Uh, thank you, George Payton, for the Monday morning good news. I can't remember the last time anything happened on a Monday. What a bye positive, week. Yeah. Now we just need to find a QB to get them the ball for the next four years. I'm out of hope for this season, but Payton's decision gives give me hope that there's a light at the end of this tunnel. And, and Zach said this on Twitter today, and I really agree. He's getting this stuff done early. I, I love seeing a GM be ahead of the clock. Rather than
0: wait for the cost to go up.
1: And just getting deals done at the 11th hour. I don't like that.
0: I mean, think of it like buying airline tickets, right? Do you ever really save money by waiting when you know you're making a trip?
1: Never. And Never. I've always thought, like, <laughs> you know, I've been, in the, I've been in the airport, missed a flight. There's another flight that leaves in an hour. Yeah. I've always thought, like, how do the t- price of tickets not just drop? In the last hour, because it's either going to be empty or you're going to get like a hundred bucks from me. I've never understood why they do that, but maybe they don't want to encourage people to wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Um, anyways, you're right. You never save money by waiting um, unless we're talking about like uh, going to uh, a sporting event.
0: Yeah, which you might. By the way, last night, not knowing that the Cortland Sutton thing was coming, I actually went on Ticketmaster to look and see how many available tickets there were. On the market for Broncos Chargers this for Broncos weekend. Chargers, eight thousand six hundred and thirteen. Yikes! That means literally eleven point three percent of the stadium is available on the secondary market.
1: And the market, uh, man. I think if anyone watched Sunday Night Football last night, yeah, they just got more down in the dumps about mm-hmm. what might happen. Now again, this is the AFC West, and they are the Chargers, mm-hmm. and it is a home game. Anything can happen. But if you watched. Justin Herbert, at times, not the whole game, but at times, look indefensible. Yeah. Um. By the by, the uh, Steelers defense, you probably weren't thinking like, "Oh man, I got to get tickets to go watch the Broncos take on this guy."
0: The way to defend him, the best chance you have, is by batting down a pass in the line of scrimmage. Good thing the Broncos are good at that. Right. And so the the way the Broncos might get a takeaway is Draymond Jones or Shelby Harris getting their hands up in the air, and deflecting a pass. Yep. That's the best shot, but yeah, you looked at that game. He
1: ran and, for nearly a
0: hundred yards. Yeah, and that's that's part of what makes him so tough to defend. Not only does he have the arm, but you have to account for the fact that he can rip off a forty-yard run. Yeah, he it's literally won. I mean, it, last game in college was the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin. Literally won MVP with his legs. Mm-hmm. He had a bad game throwing the ball.
1: And that's the Josh Allen effect, right? Yeah. Except he came in more advanced than Josh Allen.
0: And, and defenses, I mean, I, I, I can, just talking with, when Chris Harris Jr. and Akeem Talib were here, I would ask them about defending a running quarterback. All of them said it was harder. Because Sucks. you had to think about, you had to think about two things rather than one. And you, you had to have your eyes in two different places.
1: And you really can't play true man coverage and right. get everyone turning away from the quarterback.
0: Exactly, and it does make things easier for that young quarterback when he goes back to throw. If the defense is playing is playing to potentially stop the run, yep. and that's that's the thing. Like, if you, unless you get Carson strong in a perfect scheme, I think it's going to be tougher for him early. Whereas. You have know, someone like Sam Howell and some, Malik Willis. These guys can take off and beat you. And even Pickett has some running ability as well. Yeah, it's part. It's what you have to have. It's, and Matt Corral can certainly run the ball well.
1: What's so crazy about like a conversation like this to me is that George Payton has a plan. Like yeah. he clearly has a plan. We just don't know what it is. I'm not even sure most people in the building know what it is. I'm cool with that. As I, long I, as there's I a plan, I'm cool with it. I
0: I would imagine that maybe nobody in the building knows what it is.
1: Interesting. He doesn't strike me as that secretive.
0: It's kind of just keep you know, you, keeping your true intent just to a minimum number of people, and I would say right now that does not include anybody in the coaching staff as well.
1: Yeah, and I'll say this: if you if you start saying things in in the building, like we're gonna go get Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. that will get out, and it will become. You know, a common conversation where we could be having. Uh, you know, we knew they wanted Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Yeah, that became a conversation every day, and it was a huge letdown when they didn't get Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like if we started um, saying like we're going to hire Mina Kimes, and then we didn't hire her, like people around here are going to be disappointed. Yes. <laughs> um. So, it's smart, in my opinion, to have your sights set really high. But don't start setting that as the expectation. Mm -hmm. Because if let's say you end up getting Derek Carr. To me, that's something that should be really exciting for the fan base. Now, if you said Russell Wilson and got Derek Carr, that's a letdown for the fan base. Right. So it's kind of smart to say, hey, let's aim for the moon. But let's not let this sort of start to matriculate around. and In my opinion, it might have already matriculated a little bit too much, if that actually is their plan. Because I've heard plenty of rumors that involve... Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson
0: yeah and let's make if you're George Payton let's make sure that whatever the situation forces upon us that we have a plan that we believe in right and that's why you see him out and about watching Howland Howland Pickett and Willis and Corral and I'm sure he's going to see more see more of those quarterbacks I, I'm sure he's going to go see Carson Strong in person I'm sure he'll find a way to go catch Desmond Ritter in person absolutely yeah and he may go see those guys again. He'll see him at the Senior Bowl as well, at least some of them. So he'll get he will get multiple looks at these guys. But again, it's all about having having multiple options. You don't want to suicide for one. Like when you applied for college, if you suicide and went for one school, that's not George Payton. He's going to have two or three different plans that he's comfortable. Are with. all of these guys going to be at the Senior Bowl? Not all of them, because not all of them are seniors? are graduates and seniors. Like um. I don't think Sam Howell can be there. It's a bummer. But I believe Malik Willis can be. Kenny Pickett can be.
1: Desmond Ritter? Uh, Desmond Ritter can be. Man, that's going uh, to gonna gonna be, be a big good week. one. It's yeah. going to be a big week down it's there. It's going to be a good one. might have to get back on my Sound- senior bowl. I think ways. we may
0: need to um, get the whole crew down there.
1: That would be year. fun. That would yes. be really fun. <laughs> Maybe. Um, all right. That actually wraps it up for the questions today um we'll have plenty more on the website as it relates to these two guys um we'll of course be discussing this throughout the week so stay tuned with us of course if you liked the show hit us with a thumbs up on youtube we always appreciate that and also a reminder about our presenting sponsor msu denver online the best place to get an online education uh rigorous and affordable online classes taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom it's msudenver.edu online where you can go to scope out all they have to offer 750 total classes, 45-plus online and hybrid programs. Something for everyone over there at MSU Denver. Mace, this was a great discussion. Likewise. Uh, A good day in Broncos country as Cortland Sutton locked up for the foreseeable future. And and George Payton's making moves, and we like to see that.
0: Who's the biggest winner, George Payton or Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick?
1: Only time will tell. Yeah. Only time will tell. They're all winners today. Yes, exactly. But I think George Payton could end up being the biggest winner Mm -hmm. out of this, buying low on a stock that he really believes in. All right, that wraps it up for us. We will catch you guys tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast.